0: So we're really driving and building a lot of our internal systems around AI to help the real estate agent take a lot of what they do on a daily basis and help them grow that by 20% or whatever the number is where the AI is doing a lot of that work, and it's only going to get better. Welcome to
1: Building Bigfoot. Uh, this is the podcast where we're going to be talking about how do you build your business profitably. And I'm really excited to introduce Stuart Sim here. He's, uh, I've known Stuart a little bit. Uh, he's, he's obviously spoken at Street Text, and, uh, and he's, he's, a, he's a really cool guy, very smart, uh, been in the industry, in the real estate industry for uh, quite a while in the tech space, and is uh, definitely on the cutting edge of everything that's happening. Uh, you seem to have your finger on the pulse. Uh, looking back at your life, you've been with Realtor.com, you've been uh, with Modern Agent, now you're with Chime, and uh, you've you've been uh, as a CEO, you've been in different roles, and you're you're very much uh, a leader in this space. And so, uh, without further ado, I want to introduce Stuart. And uh, why don't we kick off by asking? Um, so. Tell, tell us a little bit about yourself and um, what, what got you interested in technology.
0: Yeah, you know, first of all, thank you for having me on here, Jonathan. It, it It's always great to do these. And if I can help real estate agents or real estate brokers in any way uh, about anything that they're trying to accomplish in their business, I'm happy to do so. But my journey goes back a long time. And I started in technology in uh, the late 90s. Um, and I started with this neat little firm that was doing authentication software through smart, smart keys. Uh, and I really fell in love with technology right from the start because
1: that was in the nineties, late nineties. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Wow. That was early. That's amazing. <sighs> yeah.
0: And I, I grew up in Vancouver. So I'm another Canadian, uh, in the real estate tech business. And, uh, I kind of grew my career from there going from, uh, an account executive there to then working for a company called Maximizer. Uh, which is, you know, a super, you know, great Vancouver success story. And then I moved to a company called Telemetry, which was human capital software. Uh, But it all revolves around database, right? So database technology for me is essential uh, to any business, because that's where you're collecting your clients' information, your prospects' information, everything that you need to know about what's going on in your industry. So when I was there, Uh, I got approached by Move uh, Canada, Realtor.com, and I joined them. And my job there was to build the top producer brand back up to where it was beforehand. So I joined them in 2011 and worked there for eight years and took the sales team from nine people up to almost 50 uh, revenues from 3.6 million to 25 million around that number. Um, with the addition of you know, you know, some Realtor.com products, and at the time, uh, the industry was really doing exceptionally well. So I don't pat myself 100% on the shoulder, but I, I for sure do. Uh, I had the opportunity to then uh, start my own company, uh, which was called Modern Agent, which was almost a competitive product what, to street techs. What year was that? Uh, late 20, late 2018. Agent. Late 2018, yeah. Late 2018. So it was a uh, Facebook, Instagram content management for real estate agents, uh, content placement, scheduling, you know, basically helping them with their social media. Uh, we did some real. You, but I, you had a great run with Top Producer then, because I remember
1: 2011, 2000, I'd say 2000, yeah, 2011 all the way up to probably just a few years ago. Like Top Producer was. Like the the CRM, everybody talked about top producer. Yeah, it so was it,
0: known it was the place to be. It had gone. And you really must have driven that forward. It had gone from, you know, 50,000 users back down to less than 30,000 users after the, the crash of 2008. So they brought me in to kind of turn it around. So we took it from that state all the way back up to 65,000 users. Um, but, you know, there was some limitations with the technology. People found it complicated. Um and as new people came into the industry, obviously the tech gets better um, and they just couldn't keep up, unfortunately. And they eventually got sold to Constellation One, um, but they're still around. Uh, but they're down to about, I think that someone told me recently, they're down about 25,000 licenses again. So there's just yeah, so gotta much. you got to stay innovative. Yeah, there's just so you much competition, keep right? And I see what Chime is doing, like. Uh, today I'm with Chime. This
1: makes sense. And makes sense why you're with Chime. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. So my role is very different. Uh, I'm kind of a lone warrior uh, out there spreading the name of the brand, uh, doing speaking engagements, getting up on stage, talking about uh, what Chime is, uh, but also forging forward with some of their key large relationships. So some of the stuff we've done in the last year Uh, We've got a relationship with eXp. We've got a relationship with the real broker. So some new kind of innovative companies that are doing things differently. And we're just building out a partnership with Zillow um, to help them with some of their tracking of the flex leads and things like that. So super exciting times to be at Chime because we've done such a, a good job in the relationship side. And really, the technology is super, super strong. So um, and that's one of the reasons when I, when I joined Chime a year and a half ago, I was looking at a couple of other people and the technology was so far ahead at Chime. That was the decision, made it easy.
1: Yeah, no, that makes sense. And so in, so then 2019, uh, you're, you're starting Modern Agent. Yeah. And <laughs> and so tell us a little bit about that experience.
0: Yeah. So it was, it was it, we had a great opportunity because, as you know, in that time, people weren't yet embracing social media, right? They didn't understand it. You know, we're 20 years into social media. We're not quite, but close enough. I think I joined Facebook in 2006. Um, so they were struggling with it. So we were trying to help them with that. And we did some great stuff. So we started off. The problem we had is we had the cart way ahead of the horse, right? So we got a good product that we had built. It was easy to use. We did a couple of really good uh, integrations, like with LionDesk and with um, California Association of Realtors, and we did something with Beaches MLS. So we had this kind of built-in client base and we built that up really quickly. It was a freemium product, so you could join for free and then get add-ons after that. Um, we got into the UBC incubator program uh, called Hatch, uh, which was a really great you know, six months program and they support you in the background. The problem was on March, 2020, uh when covid hit everything dried up and funding ran out and unfortunately you have to make those decisions in life and move on and John was the perfect opportunity
1: yeah those are those are tough decisions right yes yes
0: yeah so absolutely so for
1: you how like so you have to make those decisions in life and then you move on that's that's a um i've i've heard that from other people as well and how did you How do you look back at that time and how do you look forward? Like, do you see that as just like a, like a natural step as, as just, you know, an opportunity that created
0: or, or what? I, I definitely have the entrepreneur spirit in me, but I think our problem was the same as many startups. You go in there thinking, you know, everything about the business or about, you know, database technology or about how a real estate agent's going to use this and how easy it's going to be to find users and because it is such a good product but what you don't understand often is when you're running out of the gate and this is definitely something where we kind of went wrong is that in order to make that happen and if you grow your user count really quickly you've got to be able to support them and if you're going to support them you need to support organization which costs money Um, if you're going to market that product out you can do a lot free uh, but you're also going to have to spend quite a bit of money on relationships and building the marketing that you need to be successful. So it really kind of my advice to anybody who is thinking about going down that path and starting their own business is make sure that you've got strong backing before you go down the path, as opposed to building something and then trying to you know find the resources to help you get to market. Now, I think we would have been okay if COVID hadn't hit. Um, personally because we were very close to raising some pretty substantial capital. Um, but, you know, uh, again, it was a, it, that was a terrible time for everybody. And if you're an entrepreneur, uh, a lot of money walked out the door uh, within the first three weeks of COVID hitting and never came back. Um, there's some great books out there, um, if you ever read one. I'm actually reading one right now. If you've ever seen this one, it's called The, the Lean Startup. Uh, And it's super cool. Yeah, I've read that one. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, So if you're thinking about going that path, it's an easy read. It's like 300 pages. That was by Eric, right? Yes.
1: And then it's got the
0: forward by Steve Blank. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Our CEO today kind of recommends these things. And some people read them. I read them because I think it's super, super cool to get on there and learn a little bit more. And if I could take what what I've learned just in the last week reading that book back to the late 2018 or early 2019, I would have done things incredibly different. Um, but you learn and, you know, I do see myself going down that path again, um, when the time is right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Good. And I've taken yeah. a lot, what I keep that enthusiasm. Yeah. And I've taken a lot of what I learned from those, those times into chime because chime, although I wouldn't call as a startup anymore because we do have a significant user base, but we still have a lot of that startup mentality that you need to kind of g- call it graduate from to be. Uh, to go to the next level, uh, and I've seen a lot of lot of failures in the last little while in our industry, in the real estate industry. You've seen lots of people lay off 20, 30 percent of their staff because of the economy, low inventory, high interest rates. Uh, you know, I I look at one of our strong competitors, Moxie, did a deal with Anywhere Real Estate, which is you know used to be Realogy. They have two hundred thousand members, and from a customer service perspective, they just can't handle it. So. Um, they're, you know, they're getting hammered day on, day on, and it's really affecting the way the company does business. So you have to really be smart and strategic about what customers you bring on, um, when you bring them on. Are you ready for them? Um, do you have the money to actually hire those people to take on certain aspects of what the company is going to need to get into a relationship right? like, like that? And when we're going to, down the path with a new partner today. We sit in a boardroom with a whiteboard and go through every detail of what could go wrong, when it could go wrong, and how are we going to defeat that to make sure that the customer, the ultimate customer, which is the real estate agent or real estate broker for us, uh, does not have to experience that pain of poor customer service
1: oh wow, that's awesome that's that's really cool, and you know it's it's working because. Uh, whenever I hear people who use Chime uh, share their experiences, it's so positive. Like on our mastermind, we do weekly. The Chime comes up every week. Every week, someone's talking about Chime. Someone's talking about the experience or how they're 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 upgrading their AI or doing something else that's really cool and that's it's very innovative. And I think that that is probably tied deeply into the brand of of Chime as far as what people perceive it out there in the marketplace, it's, it's the place you go if you're cutting edge, if you want innovation.
0: Yeah, definitely today. So what we've done exceptionally well as a company is build a great product, um, no question. Uh, and people are always saying how great it is, where we failed just a little bit is building the brand. Um, now we're doing that, and now it's really showing the, the efforts that are there. So today we have you know, somewhere around 50,000 customers, um, plus or minus a couple thousand either way. But our goal is to get to 125,000 customers before the end of next year. So by the end of 2024, uh, we've really become, say, what, you know, top producer used to be, uh, a leader in innovation and a leader in the brand, creative with the new products, embracing new things like AI. Uh, And and AI, you look at what's happening there right now with ChatGPT and some of the other uh, apps that are doing stuff similar you have to make sure as an organization, you're keeping up with that side of the technology. And it's not necessarily about what we're doing at Chime, but what's happening around us in the world of API. There's some crazy stuff going on. Uh, Drive API is doing some great things. Um, Some of the other ones at ChatGPT, obviously. But, you know, we've already built a feature into Chime that has ChatGPT. So if you need to create... Uh, a listing letter or a buyer, you know, listing presentation, you can actually go in and it'll give you the guidelines. Now I still find chat is a little behind, uh, you know, from a techno- technical perspective, but it's great. Like it, it's still amazing, like what you can do with it. So uh, I, I would call myself, I would t- call myself a tech geek from the perspective that I love seeing the new stuff that's out there, but I can't write code. If I could write yeah, code, no, I it's, it's, get wrapped up in it.
1: It's so fascinating, right? Like what a what a cool um, opportunity to get to live in this time of 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 age where we get to see like literally yesterday you have the uh, you know the the big rocket launch from uh, SpaceX and uh, you have you got you got all these really exciting things happening around us all the time when we look at like technology is changing so fast. Yes, and it's 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 accelerating and and so it's curious to see like what do you see what do you from your perspective with AI and the different uh things that are coming out in the marketplace now, what do you think is going to be the biggest technology uh influence over the next uh couple of years, uh, especially for real estate
0: yeah, so the real estate industry is an interesting one, right because traditionally when you think of a real estate agent or a brokerage they're using 12 to 15 different technology s- stacks, call it, uh, to run their business. And the way we look at things today as an organization, and even as I think about it, how can we eliminate, you know, if not 50% of those 12, even more, to give them one full package that they can live in uh, to make their life that much easier? Because if you look at a brokerage, if they have 12, how many of the, let's say 100 to 200 agents are actually using that technology As opposed to going out and buying their own. So just from that basic uh, comment is that I believe uh, technology and AI driven technology. So when I think of Chime or some of the other AI that's out there today that helps agents, it's really what I call it is the taking away some of the heavy lifting um, to allow agents and brokers to possibly save money and whether that's with less internal staff by using proper AI uh, driving it through the market. So if you've got, let's, let's use an easy number, right? So if you've got 10,000 people in your database as a real estate agent or broker, you're probably only going to reach out to 300 of them in any given year. So what happens to that other 9,700 agents really depends on how your system works and how the AI behind that system works. Because what happens again, I can use chime as an example is that chime is all built off Google learning. Uh, their AI, kind of call it market, and it's developing a personality around how you interact with your customers on a regular basis. So if you can get your, if you're using your system enough, that AI will learn from you and the habits that you're driving and how you respond to customers, and it'll start start behaving like you, therefore removing Mm. some of that precious time that You might not think you have in your day uh, to make those single calls. But the reality of it is, when you think of low inventory, uh, not as many people are looking at the big websites like realtor.com or Zillow. Uh, The consumer, um, although they've become much more educated, they also have become more fearful of the interest rates and the affordability of what's happening in certain markets. So I heard a a comment, you know, I was at this event and I heard a comment about, in a late in, in a in a recent interview with I think it was Forbes, young people are now saying there's not a chance I'll ever be able to afford a home in the the the, the house the home the city I grew up in. Um, so I'm either going to have to relocate or I'm going to have to continue renting, right? But the rental side of things is a huge opportunity, uh, and we can go into that if you want. But the reality of it is is you know you've got to build your book of business around the database you have and the potential over the next three years of how many listings you're going to be able to come on board as an actual customer. You're also got to think about, and this is terrible because there's a stat out there that says, you know, people only use a realtor, 14% of people use a realtor a second time. So why is that? Right? So you're not doing a good enough job as an industry, making sure that you're someone who's actually used you in the past thinks of you in a relevant way that they are going to use you in the future. And you know, I can even use my realtor as an example. I that, mean
1: that, yeah. But th- you're right, right? So, and that that always surprises me because the the thing is is that seventy percent or seven—it's it's gone up since seven. It used to be seventy, and now I think it's like seventy-eight percent of people use yeah. the first agent they interview. Yes. So there's there's a lot of trust with people who are buying or selling and their agent. So they they have a lot of trust in real estate agents. They're they're happy to work with real estate agents. But then um, there's this this, this um, disconnect between, well, why is it that when that person goes and moves three years later, five years later, seven years later, w- why did they not call that same agent and work with them? Because they obviously had success with that agent. They got to where they are now. Um, wh- what do you think that is?
0: So I'll start first of all, uh, and I'll use my real, t- real estate agent as an example. So we bought the home I'm sitting in. You can see the background here. Uh, we bought this home in 2010. Um, you know, our realtor did a pretty good job, not bad. But all we've ever gotten from him after that is a calendar at Christmas. We've never been provided with any market intelligence that helps us decide on what we want to do. Now, we've also bought two rental properties in Red Deer, Alberta. Uh, you know, we're looking at possibly getting a vacation home on in up in the Okanagan. Um, so He's not going to, he wasn't, hasn't been a part of any of that. And he wouldn't be our realtor when we decide to sell this home, which will be soon because our, our, our situation has changed. Right. And you, you, as a realtor, you have to note all this information that first, when you're going through all that first thing. So when, when we bought this home, we had a 10 year old and a six year old. Well, now we've got a 23 year old and a 19 year old and the 23 year old's gone, uh, lives up in Kelowna and the 19 year old's going off to Western in the fall. So do we need this house anymore? No. Now, we are also going to have the ability to take a huge chunk of equity out of this home. Now, there's been $3.3 billion worth of equity built up in North American real estate since 2015. So think of the masses of people that can basically look at their home as their retirement or their future possible, how much money could we take out and invest in other things? We could downsize, we could buy that vacation property with cash, uh, and you know we're retiring at a really early age because we've been set up that way by what's happened in North American real estate since 2010 basically uh so when you're a real estate agent you have to make sure you're aware of all that information that the customer is providing with you so some of the questions are are you interested in investment properties are you interested in a in a holiday you know cottage or place on a lake or whatever uh you know oh you, i see you've got kids you know like how old are they? You know, you got to knock that down because over the years, what you want to do is start presenting relevant market information on what they've told you. Uh, I, one of the things I love about street text is that the interaction with um, the social media sites allows you to be really creative where you can get testimonials from your past customers, right? If, you, if you're involving your past customers in your business, it actually keeps them in an interested in what you're doing. Uh, but if you don't provide them with any of that stuff, and you're not active on social media in a in a in a certain way to make sure that people are grabbing onto your site and looking at it, uh, you're going to fall way behind what your competition is doing. So I live I live in White Rock, um, and you probably know a little bit about where where I live. It's it's a popular place, but in the peninsula that is South Surrey, White Rock, um, there's probably 400 realtors like a lot. There's a lot of realtors. Yeah. And there's
1: there's a high density
0: of agents. Yes. Like (laughs) seriously high density of agents. So unless you're separating yourself from the pack or one of the 10 that separates themselves from the pack, you're going to struggle in this market. No question. There's, there's one woman here who does exceptionally well. She's a Remax colonial agent and her, you see her signs everywhere. Small houses, big houses, doesn't matter, but she's done an exceptional job marketing herself out, uh, to this local area and does very, very well. So it's, in-
1: she's got a strong name,
0: name recognition. Yeah. She's known. Yeah, she's built it up. Yeah. Yeah. And how she's done that is she participates in lots of local stuff, but she's also a heavy user of social media. Uh, and she keeps the brand out there. She's sending relevant information I'm actually writing an article right now. I write an article, write probably an article a month, and it gets posted on Real Trends. And one of the things I'm talking about is how to stay relevant in 2023, moving into 2024. And one of the pieces of that is that um, you know, your brand image in your local area is the most important thing. And if you don't have that, you may as well just pass in your license Uh, because it's only going to get tougher as interest rates. If interest rates don't stabilize, like they're they're up and down right now. Uh, and, as an industry, we need them to stabilize because then it gives the consumer that confidence but if you 're not captured in that consumer 's eyes first and foremost you 're not going to get a shot at the business and like you said before if you 're not first in the door with that first interview, the chances of you getting that listing are what we just less than thirty percent
1: yeah it it is it is surprisingly low and the uh it makes sense because you know if if you meet somebody and you know, you you get the listening presentation or, or or whatever it is if you're if you're consulting to buy properties and it ticks off all the boxes and, and you're happy with that, then as far as the you know, the potential home seller or potential home buyer is thinking that like, their job's done. And so so, you know, they may go, there's always gonna be that person that interviews four or five people. Um, but for the majority of people, they're if they trust you and they like you and they know you. And the interview with you they're 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 gonna be working with you and um yeah so its so it's it's definitely uh it's important to get in front of people and have like you said that brand recognition build that trust so you have that uh inbound uh those those people reaching out to you and making sure those conversations but also like you said you got to have your finger on the pulse of your database because if you have people inside i I couldn't agree with you more like If you're not speaking or communicating with your with your past clients think of all of the referrals that are happening all the time in because people talk about real estate it's like one of the top three things that anyone's gonna talk about they're gonna talk about the weather they're gonna talk about real estate (laughs) yeah (laughs) and they'll talk about something else they'll talk about sports and so it's just like it's just some it's a conversation that's constantly happening and uh, you want to be the person that they're that they're referring and speaking and mentioning. And like, oh, actually, I know a great agent. Uh, I speak to them all the time. And so, yeah, having that relationship is really critical. And so, you feel technology that empowers that is going to really be important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because again, you can keep you can keep really close tabs on your top call it one hundred prospects that are in your database or people that you've done business in the past. That's a pretty easy one because. Typically, you're involved socially with them in some manner, Uh, you know, you're going to run into them at a hockey game, you're going to run into them on your kid's soccer field or whatever, and you're going to have a great conversation and part of that conversation might be real estate, but it's those other people that you're not having that regular conversation with, that you need to keep tabs on because, you know, especially if you're living in the US and you're spending a lot of money on Zillow or on realtor.com for acquiring those ads, acquiring those people. Um, you gotta make sure that that ROI makes sense. You know, typical conversion rates off leads that you're paying for is like 3%. Whereas, you know, simple communication. And if you're paying a monthly fee to a software to go out and reach to those people, you're going to see the ROI benefit almost immediately. Um, we have some friends locally, you know, they have a, a nice house. Uh, they bought an apartment, you know, three blocks away. They bought an apartment in Kelowna. They bought a second apartment in Kelowna. Um, and that their realtor was involved in all those transactions. Um, so yeah, he, they're,
1: they're they're Vancouver (laughs) agent.
0: Yeah. 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 So he was heavily involved in everything and, you know, he's doing really well and they talk about him all the time. So when I'm, you know, sitting here scratching my beard, thinking about buying a place on a lake, I'm thinking maybe I should have a chat with, you know, Bill uh, and see what his knowledge is about, is about that market. Um, and you know, take it to a different level because then you're expanding not only your 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 personal database, but you're expanding your network availability. So you're taking it outside of Surrey now, right? And then you're going to build up that network of possible partnership style arrangements, referral arrangements with someone in a different marketplace. So yeah. there's lots of ways to grow your business right now. And I talked about rentals very briefly before, but if you think about those. Um, younger generation who would love to get into real estate but they 're renting right now, if you can commit to you know thirty percent of your time building up a rental portfolio when those people are ready to buy two to three years from now you 've got instant clients um you know and if you can provide those people with the relevant data on what 's happening in the market with interest rates, the long five year goal of interest rates, what you see happening. Uh, in the marketplace that they want to live in, right? So most students, you know, say that you're, you're at UBC, you're living downtown, uh, in a rental unit, but you want to get, you know, a home, uh, and you can say, you know, this is my recommendation. Am I right? No, you want to live. Okay. I see where you want to live. Let me start doing my research on that. (laughs) And before you know it, you've got a really strong pipeline built of future buyers and sellers, um, in the industry. Uh, and that's really what you're looking for. But you
1: need, you need that long-term mentality, right? Yes. And so, so, uh, if someone's listening to this and they're thinking to themselves, "Okay, this all makes sense," but four years feels like forever. Um, like, how do I, how do I get my mind to even wrap around that?
0: Yeah. So it's interesting for me because uh, it's a, it's one of the things that I teach uh, on a regular basis, and it's simple goal setting, right? So we are in uh, what are we? April. So in September, October of this year, as a real estate agent, you should start thinking about thinking about 2024 and 2025 and what your goals are going to look like. So if you do 15 transactions this year, how many transactions do you want to do in 2024 and 2025? And for me to accomplish those goals, because I'm going to stretch them a little bit, how many people do I need to get into my database to achieve that? Uh, based on what my knowledge is from what I've done so far, I'm going to need to add eight people a week. Let's say just, I need to add eight people a week to my database, uh, as a strong real estate agent, where are those eight people going to come from? And when I say that number, uh, eight, uh, people think, wow, that seems like a lot. And, and I'm like, really? Cause that's, that's a small number. If I was a real estate agent, I'd be like trying to get 15 in. So where are they going to come from? Right? Uh, a couple are going to come from my website. A couple are going to come from my social media interaction. Uh, I might have a bus bench on the corner that I'm paying for, which seems crazy to me, but people are still doing it. Uh, But at the end of the week, you have to say, oh my God, I only got six. So next week I got to get 10. Um, And what are those 10 people? If I look at my average transaction, are they going to give me enough revenue in 2024 uh, to hit my goals from a financial perspective and from a client perspective? um and you can stretch that out to 2025 and how quick that actually comes is amazing like before you know it will be in september like summer will come we'll have our fun september hits and i got to start thinking about what's happening next year right I've, have i hit my goals this year i've got four months to do it how am i going to accomplish that and what am i going to do in 24 and 25 and you remember that there's a, that old saying right if i do the same thing as I did today tomorrow it's isn't that what did they say something about you know it's the definition of craziness um, so <laughs> if you don't alter things a little bit um, and make changes of how you run your business as a real estate agent or broker um, you're gonna find yourself in the same spot
1: yeah it's like back to what you were describing with top producer you got to keep adapting you got to keep innovating and technology is uh, is really the the lowest hanging fruit when it comes to this kind of stuff. Like you can implement it, you can you can adopt it, move forward, and all of a sudden um you now have systems in place which are ensuring because one of the biggest challenge I would say for a lot of agents is that uh they know they need to adapt and adopt, uh but they're busy. They're busy in the sense that they have a lot of things on their plate. They're they're wearing like a hundred different hats. And so um you it's, it's one thing from like an idea be like, Oh, I'm really inspired. I want to do this, but you know, what, what can a person do who's listening to this and saying, okay, I, this makes sense. I want to be making sure that I'm, I'm reaching my um, I'm filling my pipeline every single week and I'm hitting my numbers. Um, what can I do that will ensure that keeps happening while I'm doing everything else that I have that I'm responsible for?
0: Yeah. So there's a couple of things you can do. Um, firstly, Embrace technology. Um, If you're not embracing technology and whether that's a really good CRM system or a platform or a social media app uh, that you can use, that's easy to use, is essential. Uh, And we've talked about this a lot, you know, over the last 40 minutes, is that technology is a key driver over the next little while. And if you're not getting into that game, you're going to fall behind really quickly. The second one is if you're not with a broker that helps you right now, find a really good broker. Uh, that can support you in the background. Now you've seen these new models, you know, the EXP model or the real broker model, which is, you know, we're going to help you from a technology standpoint. We're going to provide you with the technology. We just need to train you on how to use it properly. Um, And then we're going to help you recruit, you know, other people to work with you. So whether that, you know, you're supposed teams are going to be in the forefront in the next year and a half, two years, right? Teams, teams, teams. It's not about brokers or single agents. A lot of people are focusing on teams because then you can work together. And if you're not strong at one thing, someone else on your team is going to be strong at that. Um, So find yourself a good broker or a good team lead that you can actually grow with. Um, As a team lead, you can then say, okay, well, I'm going to help you with your business and I'm going to help you recruit people under your business uh, to provide a different source of revenue. So (laughs) there are these new ways of, of doing Doing the real estate business, Uh, and I would take a strong look at some of these companies that offer a different financial solution. It's not necessarily about, hey, I'm going to pay you this much in fees, and you're going to take this much of my commission. Let's work together to drive a new way of doing business. And some people will embrace that, and some people won't. But make sure you're with the company that suits you the best, Uh, whether that's a Remax or an Exp, or you know some of the other options that are out there. heavily technology driven and they're willing to back you and give you the help that you need to be successful uh, they've got good good marketing programs in place so you don't necessarily do the marketing heavy lifting yourself but then when you think about technology or you, you know if I if I use chime as an example we call it a full platform that has CRM IDX website uh, email marketing text marketing all built in uh, and the strong AI built in the background uh, to help those agents do that work so it's a new way of doing business uh, in real estate a lot of people still you know knock on doors and there's nothing wrong with that uh, but you need to do a combination of those two things so adopt technology find a great brokerage uh, and continue doing some of the manual work that you would have done five years ago Um, i believe that's where you're going to get to create a a strong (laughs) strong strong pipeline of potential business And then also look at other options like we talked about, right? So the rental side of building up a a program where you can see, yeah, it is going to be a couple years down the road where those people start to transact. And before you know it, you're hitting those goals from a transactions perspective and a dollars perspective. I have a guy that knocks on my door every three months here locally, he's a real estate agent, he door knocks, and we have a five minute conversation, 10 minute conversation, because he knows I'm in the industry. Uh, But he still hands me his card every time. Uh, And the next time I think about, you know, whether we sell in the next two years, I might consider giving him a call.
1: Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And the something you mentioned there, which I think is really interesting is so you said, you know, obviously, technology is very important. Look at a broker who's going to support you, and look at ones that are empowering you with with technology that will help you do that, and then you said teams teams teams, and something that I was I was picking up, and I just want to clarify is this what you meant is that in a team you get to collaborate together, and each of, each team member is gonna be bringing different experiences different strengths and so you might have a team member who's really really good at branding and marketing mm-hmm. and another that just naturally is uh a go getter so they're just gonna like go after the uh they have no problem door knocking, they have no problem getting out there and so you can sort of say, okay, well, how do we play to both these strengths? How do we empower the person who's great at branding to bring that branding so that everybody in the team benefits from great branding? And how do we benefit from learning some of the systems or the methodologies of the person who's really good at just uh, creating businesses out of thin air, it seems like? And how do I bring their um, their sort of go-getter mentality and and pass some of those to the rest of the team so that they can maybe build their systems out so that it replicates some of the activities that the person might be doing manually. And so um, if that is, that kind of what you were getting at within the team dynamic.
0: Yeah. And you got to think about by definition, what does a realtor look like, right? Typically they're on their second career uh, when, whether that was a housewife or an accountant or a sales guy, um, people jump into real estate because they look at some of the successes people in their neighborhood have had. And it looks like a great option, right? It looks like a, a great career, Uh, So you end up having all these different profiles as real estate agents. You know, I was a great salesperson in my former job. I was uh, a leader in my former job. Uh, I was a housewife, but I have a degree in marketing. Um, So you have to take, and when you're building a team, you actually have to take that into consideration. You have to say, okay, what am I bringing on? And, you know, the most successful team size is somewhere between five and ten. And you've got bigger teams and smaller teams. Uh, but ultimately what you want to do is say, you know, I'm going to commit to you as a team lead, uh, for three years, right? I'm going to back you as much as I possibly can. And we get to that, the end of that three years is when we're going to reward you and we're going to start building you, your own team. But I need that three years where I teach you everything I know, uh, at, at, cause I've got 20 years experience in real estate or I've got 10 years experience, but I've done this many transactions. So there's a risk reward, right? I I want a commitment from you and from that commitment I'm going to give you a commitment back and that commitment back is the knowledge that I have, strong technology uh and that team environment. That makes tons of sense.
1: That makes tons of sense, Stuart. The uh you know, this naturally moves back to the technology question. So with with Chime, um what what has Chime been investing in? Like what what's Chime been building out and what are they investing in right now? Uh And and what what direction do they are you guys moving into over the next like uh, say twelve months?
0: Yeah, so there's a couple of things, and and how I'll answer that is heavily AI. Uh, So we're really driving and building a lot of our internal systems around AI to help the real estate agent take a lot of what they do on a daily basis and help them grow that by. 20% or whatever the number is, where the AI is doing a lot of that work. And it's only going to get better. Today, it does, you know, 40% of what an an agent might need out of a system. But we want to make sure we take it a little bit higher. Now, we never believe that an agent should be fully removed. Uh, There's always steps built in our smart plans that say, oh, this is when you actually need to engage, or send a text or, you know, send a personal note. Um, but really we want to expand on the AI side of things. The product is pretty complete now as technology grows with things like ChatGPT. I mentioned this earlier, we've already got an app part as part of the product, but we'll expand out on those new uh, innovations that are coming out. And, and one of the important things is always to follow what's going on in real estate, because there is a lot going on behind the scenes in real estate with regards to commissions and what's going to happen to commissions and is there going to be buyer and seller commissions on, on both sides. So as these lawsuits and things transpire in the U S we have to make sure that we're following kind of all those guidelines and making sure the product is helping the agents keep track of what's going on in their world because they're not always familiar with that. And that's super important Um, for us also education on the product. So we want to make sure that we are educating our users, if you look at a typical software uh, most agents are using somewhere between 20 and 25 percent of the product so we want to make sure that our the, the 50,000 people we have today are getting more use out of it so they take them from that 25 percent up to 50 percent or 60 percent usage of the product it's only going to help their gain op- help them gain in their business but also educate peace of people like we're doing today talking about goal setting talking about what you have to do on social media talking about how you have to run your business as a real estate agent, right? So it's educating those people and whether that's in a live form or it's on social media, you know, we do Facebook live stuff all the time. Um, Participating in third party uh, commentary. So, you know, there's lots of social media stuff out there that talks about how can I be a better realtor? So we participate that heavily Uh, We'll offer our commentary on it on what we think you should do, not just from a client perspective, but from an agent's perspective and how you need to grow your business. Now, what's going to happen, and we know this from 2008 and a little bit from 2016 to 2017, is that the 1.6 million real estate agents that are operating in North America today is probably going to come down to 1.3. So how do we help those 1.3 become better is the best way I'll say it. Because you're gonna get a lot of the the part-timers and the older, you know, retiree kind of people that don't trade real estate hundred percent of the time. So how do we help those 1.3 that come out of it uh, be better real estate agents in the long run?
1: Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I have a uh a core belief that anybody that got into real estate because they love real estate, they um it's their passion. They loved serving people, and they really feel that it's a um, it's, it's just a incredible opportunity to help people, um, you know, leading and guiding families through one of the biggest decisions of their lives. And it's a huge financial decision. You mentioned it earlier. It's like a lot of people are retiring off their equity, or they're looking at it as it's a very important investment. And so you 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 really need to know that you can you can trust the agent that's serving you and so those those agents that got into that business that are like literally passionate about real estate i think they have a really bright future oh, because absolutely. they are the ones who are yeah like they're they're the ones who are out there they're 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 going above and beyond anyways they're serving they're ready marketing just by how they 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 do things and uh you know they plug in the right systems you know help you know implement a tool like chime that suddenly makes your life a lot better suddenly organized you can uh you can connect stuff you can leverage the latest technologies and uh know that your your um, yeah that your business is well equipped for the future uh i think that just makes a lot of sense the uh so for you uh the yeah so so uh, you were in you were in Kelowna just recently. I was. Um, yeah, and your and your son's here, and I, I happen to live in Kelowna. <clears throat> For anyone listening, doesn't know, uh, it's this little. Uh, I don't know how you describe it. It's it's a, it's it's in a valley. You have got like, the vineyards. You got the mountains. Uh, you also have the very warm, hot summers, and it's then it's a beautiful lake town snow in, the mountains. in the middle of
0: wine country, uh, with tons to do. Whether it's hiking, biking, wine tours, spectacular place. <laughs> It's a, it's a
1: beautiful place and it seems to be, um, attracting more and more and more people, especially in technology. Uh, it's, it's like you, it's becoming a tech town. Like you can't walk down the street of Kelowna and not bump into someone and be like, Hey, I know you, you're from this. And, uh, so, so it sounds like you want to move here. Is that right? Or are you
0: going to, or somewhere in the Okanagan? Uh, Vernon is the target market. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Vernon's beautiful. Yeah. It's a, so Vernon is a, uh, another city just north of Kelowna and it's right it's like smack dab between the Shushwaps and then uh, the Okanagan Valley. So you, you kind of get the best of both worlds. You have tons of lakes at your, uh, your fingertips. You have tons of mountains. You got great ski hills.
0: Yeah. I mean, for Pretty us, close it's, to it's, it, it, I don't need the busyness of Vancouver anymore. Uh, or the business that's being created in the area that I live in. So now I'm looking at that option. And, you know, when you think about real estate, and you think about real estate investment, uh, I'm the perfect example of, you know, what am I going to do in the next, what have I done in the last five years? And what am I going to do in the next five years? How many properties am I going to transact with, right? From selling this home to buying maybe a smaller version of this home or a townhome or a two-bedroom condo, because I never really want to leave where I live. But from May to September, I want to be sitting on, you know, the beauty is the Okanagan and and that can apply to Washington State with Lake Chelan. You can look at Arizona with, you know, Lake Country or, you know, getting away from there or Colorado for the skiing in the wintertime. And, and it really does apply across North America. But all that equity that's built, been built up has created an opportunity for us in the real estate industry first of all, to educate ourselves in multiple markets. Uh, So one of the other things we're taking on uh, as a company is we're building an MLS product for real estate agents that is really built around sharing, uh, collaboration, so kind of a showing time solution, but also the collaboration and social media aspect. Uh, So we're getting ready to launch that um, in May. So it's a little bit different way of going to the market instead of going directly to real estate agents. Uh, we're going with this, this kind of key component of what they do, but through the MLSs. So uh, we're excited about that and that will just drive more education. So one of the things you see on Facebook all the time or on Instagram is that, Hey, I need, so is this is going
1: to be a, this will be a public facing MLS. Yes. System. Yeah.
0: And, uh, and it'll be running under its own brand or will be under chime or, uh, it'll be called lofty. Um, that's the kind of name we have right now. I'm not sure if it'll actually go to market as that, but that's the name we have. It's so lofty expectations. Um, <laughs> so it's an interesting tool because you know we're looking at things a different way uh, as we get go through this whole process of you know downsizing and you know as an as as a as, a biz, as an industry, um, but also you have to come out kind of forward thinking. Um, and look at different ways you can help the business get through this. And a different way to do that is work with organizations that are already in place, like the MLSs or, you know, associations like a or or um, in the States, you'd look at um, NAR uh, and work with them to again, help build your brand. And, you know, if you're a startup and you're, you're doing stuff that's cool from a technology perspective, all these places have things for you to participate in. So NAR has NAR reach, right? NAR reach is the, the division that helps startups, right? If they think you've got a great idea, they'll put you through their incubator program, they'll help you with some funding, but they'll also introduce you to the right people that fund your business. And Reach Canada is the same. Um, so we kind of pride ourselves now that we've become, you know, we've become, you know, 75% of where we want to be. We're in with all these organizations, we're doing the right thing um as we grow and get to where we want to be uh at the end of this year and next.
1: No, that's very cool. Very cool. So I actually, have, well, very small background uh, on the MLS side. Uh, back in the day, we actually founded uh, something called the Open House Network across Canada. Mm. And uh, and so maybe you remember the Open House cities. It was like Open House Vancouver, Open House White Rock, Open yeah. House, yeah. Kelowna, Open House. That was us. And uh, it was just a, a free-to-use um, network. It was free for agents to post. We wouldn't allow non-agents to post And, uh, it was a ton of fun. It actually grew. It was really like, we had a ton of traffic, um, but we really didn't know how to turn it into a business. And so, uh, that, but yeah, so that, that was really the incubation of, uh, one of the first, um, first parts of what we did in real estate technology back in the day.
0: Yeah. It's, it's super cool. Um, you know, if you look at Facebook and what I was going to say is people are looking for. Partners in other cities, referral partners, but what ends up happening is they pass the lead over and they never see any money coming out of that transaction. so we want to help them manage that a little bit better. We help want to help them grow their markets, uh, grow their networks within not necessarily their own markets but outside of their typical marketplace and going to different places and finding those partnerships that make sense because especially right now, not as big in Canada but in the u s you've got mass exodus from places like California, right, so if you're an agent in California and you've had a customer go a couple of transactions and they're they're going to move to Colorado how can you remain involved in that conversation right how can you be part of that um and make a little you know it's always worth making a little more money right so uh we're we're trying to help that happen
1: yeah no that's <clears throat> that's awesome that's really really good so um yeah any uh what wh- just as we um close out here. Last question for you is what um not my last question but what are you most excited about right now? In like yeah, what do you what are you just most excited about?
0: So for me, I you know, and I look at it from the company's perspective not just my own, um but we've done such such a good job of bringing on these new relationships, uh some real key partnerships, not just from the franchise or broker side of things, but technical partners that we're working with um so I look at, a, you know, our company we're at 50,000. We want to get to 125. Where do those where does the gap get filled in? So I see, you know, this many people coming from this relationship, this many people coming from this relationship and that's how I can actually see the vision come together. So that really excites me. Now, how we execute on that is the most important piece, right? So if we do a partnership with Realty One Group and they have 21,000 people in their brokerage, how do we get 50% of those people to come on board and take another 10,000 people and, you know, color red in on the thermometer that is your 125,000 target. So I really love that. Uh, I get excited about getting involved in how we plan the marketing, how we plan the go to market strategy, what we deliver on, and how successful each one of those pieces is, because you're never going to be 100% successful with everything that you try. But that's what makes a really good company is that learning from your mistakes, learning what doesn't work, and then going back and trying something different to make sure you attract them. Uh, what I don't want to see is you, know, you sign up the real broker as a partner, they've got 11,000 people and they're growing by 800 people a month uh, in their brokerage. How do you maintain that growth? right? So Today they have 11,000, we have 2,500 people signed up uh, under, the, under the program. But how do we grow that to say 50, 60% uh, to make sure that everybody who comes on board is part of our future and what we're doing from technology. They chose us for a reason. And the reason is our technology is really strong. Now, how do we make sure we train the people to use it properly and get them on board so they become long-term customers? Um, That's the most important piece. And that's really what gets me jazzed from an industry perspective. (coughs) I'm super actually, I'm probably more positive than anybody when I think about what's coming over the next two years, and yeah, you know what? It's not easy right now to be a real estate agent or to be a tech company in real estate, right? You're looking at how do I cut costs because we're not, we're not bringing enough people on. Um, but I have a real positive view because if you look at the historical facts about real estate and there's been downturns every seven years or eight years or whatever you look at and how we're going to come out as an industry is going to be much stronger because as tech companies, we're embracing things like AI, We're embracing third-party technologies that are going to help real estate agents and real estate brokers be better at what they do as long as they embrace it. Now, the people that don't embrace it are going to get left behind. And there's lots of examples that you can see today of, wow, that company really made a mistake there. And you can see that their agent attrition is going down uh, and they're not going to recover. And they're probably not going to be around when the rest of us come out of this to, just say, let's say, embrace what people are gonna do and these young people that wanna buy and sell houses, uh, we're gonna be around for that and we're gonna really have an effect on the industry that way. Best way I can put it.
1: That's, I'm, I'm yes, I'm as optimistic as you are as well. I mean, the ups and downs are just normal. It doesn't matter, like uh, 2008, we were in the industry, 2000 and uh, as you said, 2016, 2018, there were different changes. Yep. 2013, we was, there was a different change. Um, technology uh, keeps adding efficiency to real estate. It keeps coming along and enabling agents. And I think it's been the thing that single-handedly has helped agents the most um, is is the 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 technology that's come to really support agents in um, in real estate and equip them in, in, in really powerful ways. I mean, with You know, whether it's been the MLS system or it's been the CRM systems. Um, social media. platforms, I mean, something that had, wasn't, media. wasn't
0: around until 2005, 2006. And there's a great stat. Yeah, it, and maybe we we'll use this as our closing statement. But in 2006, there was basically 6 million homes sold in North America. And those, ho- those homes provided... 6 million leads to real estate agents. So one lead per home, which means a real estate agent finds an, uh, a customer and it's a one-to-one relationship and it never changes. In 2021, there were 6 million homes sold in North America. And guess how many leads that generated? 110 million. So what's happened is the consumer has become much more educated on the real estate market. Uh, and if you're a real estate agent that isn't keeping up on that, then you're gonna fall behind because the consumer actually becomes smarter than you as an agent. They know more about what's going on. They're on Zillow, they're on realtor.com. They embrace social media. So they're seeing all the posts from real estate companies and real estate brokers and agents. So they have to be, as a real estate agent, you have to be just as smart or smarter than the consumer that you're dealing with.
1: Yeah, I I agree. You have to be just as smart or smarter. And, And social media, as you said, gives agents a really good um, method of being able to communicate the value and tell that story. So people are constantly saying, Oh, this, this agent, they make real estate look fun. They're so smart. Like I love what they share about the community. I love how they're introducing me to new things, but doing it in a way that incorporates into their, the way that they, they, they are naturally anyways. Yep. Uh, so that it's, it's, you get that integrity of of what I'm reading and what I'm seeing matches who I meet when I go to coffee with you. And and we connect, and we start. We start the process of buying or selling. And the other thing there, I think, is worth noting is that yes, there's 110 million leads generated, but were they 110 million leads generated, or were there a huge number of leads that have been resold? Yeah, duplicated. And that is, yes, and I think that is a is a significant problem that needs to be addressed and fixed in the industry. That is a. Um, in my opinion, that is the worst possible way to treat somebody is to uh treat them as a number that can be resold. And uh and definitely there's there's a lot of lists and things out there that are um and, and companies that that's what they do. And it's it's a uh yeah, so I, I really do think that agents that put themselves in the position where they own their own marketing and that they are in command and control of their um of their systems, so that they're generating exclusive relationships and they're building those relationships. So they're not just stopping, but they're plugging in, uh, like Chime. They're plugging in something and they're they're establishing that relationship and they're and they're making sure that they're they're remaining front and center. Those are the agents that are building their book of business for today and tomorrow and the day after tomorrow. Like it's they're they're putting themselves in the position where they're going to play to win and they're and they're building a business for the long term. So absolutely, yes, the world has changed, but I feel like those that are looking for the shortcut are going to find themselves in a very hard place and those that are are really thinking about it from the perspective of how do i serve my clients better are going to be in a really great long-term position
0: i I agree Um, completely
1: yeah i i've thoroughly enjoyed this uh chat Stuart. how can somebody find you how do they get in touch with you
0: best way is on linkedin just looked up my profile uh I'm super active there. Uh, you'll see me regularly contribute posts and thoughts about real estate industry. That's the best place to reach me. Uh, if not, just uh, stuart.sim at chimeinc.com. Uh, send me an email. I'm happy to respond anytime.
1: Awesome. What a an what a awesome, awesome time. So everybody, I hope you had a great, uh, great conversation. I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, Stuart is, uh, really, as I said before, a great guy, he's part of leading the industry. And there's so many things that, uh, there's so many, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff that's happening in real estate and you look at, and there are people like, uh, or in this case, Stuart, who is really doing a lot of things behind the scenes that are helping agents and being proactive and making sure that you have the right tools available to you. So, uh, shout out to Stuart. Thank you for, for what you do on behalf of, Everybody in uh, in real estate. Tech. Thanks for
0: having me, Jonathan. We'll talk soon.